Welcome to the Minutes of Faith podcast, where we dive into Scripture and explore amazing things God is doing today. Our aim is for you to receive encouragement and God's direction for you in today's world. Here's your host and author of her latest book, Praying for America and the Army of God, Debbie Jansen. Today I'm going to talk about how God called Maggie. Our scripture for today is from Judges 4, 9. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah, but because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. The season of the judges was a tumultuous time for Israel. The Israelites were disobedient, and that prompted God's wrath to fall on Israel in the form of slavery. Deborah was a female judge that aggressively helped Israel to return to worship of the one true God and punish those who wanted to keep Israel spiritually and physically under slavery. Deborah saved many people. My mom, Esther Magdalene Craft, loved the book of Judges, and she especially loved Deborah for her commitment and her strength to bring her people out of trouble. Hence, that's why I was named Debbie. Mom was like any other child. Her mother, Lula Craft, was an evangelist, but Mom just wasn't interested. When she was eight years old, my grandmother took her to hear a 12-year-old African-American young girl. She was holding a tent revival on the edge of town. Mom, you know, she was eight. She was tired and asked grandmother if she could lay down in the back seat of their car. The crowd was large and the young girl had to use a microphone. Mom looked through the back window at the stars She heard every word the young girl said, but there was one scripture that played over and over in mom's head. In John 11, Jesus stayed away from his dear friend Lazarus while he was dying. Lazarus had two sisters, Martha and Mary. When Jesus finally arrived, Martha told him that Lazarus had died. Jesus asked Martha if she believed in him. Martha said she did, but she walked away and then told Mary that Jesus was there. In verse 28, and this is the King James Version, Martha told Mary, The Master has come, and he calleth for thee. The Master has come, and he calleth for thee. Mary jumped to her feet and ran to Jesus. Esther Craft couldn't let go of that image. What was she going to do with Jesus? Was she going to walk away or would she run to him? She tossed and turned in bed most of the night. Now she was only eight years old. I can't imagine that something so advanced would keep that young child so engaged that she couldn't sleep. But at 3 a.m., God showed up. God showed up and began to touch that little eight-year-old heart. 
little Esther began to cry. She wanted Jesus more than she had ever wanted anything. She ran to my grandmother's room and asked her to pray with her. It was such a complete conversion that she was sure God had called her to preach. An eight-year-old called to preach? Really? She tried to continue school and preach some on the weekends with my grandmother, but by the end of the third grade, she, my mom, had tent revivals with 2,000 people in attendance. The only reason she liked school was to learn how to read so she could study the Bible and preach. Grandmother finally agreed to let her preach full time. She stood on a small platform and talked about Jesus in ways that connected with people who continued to suffer from the Great Depression. She prayed and people were healed. She prayed and people were saved. She sang, played instruments, and wrote her own music. She had met the Master. He had called her and she gave him everything. She jumped full force into his will and allowed him to dominate her life. By age 15, she was driving a Model A across the South to hold evangelistic meetings on her own. 15. At 22, she and dad were married. I came along, but they continued to preach revivals. Neither one of them questioned the fact that they were called and they had a job to do. I was loved and cared for, but the plan of God consumed them. I didn't have a real home until I started school, but once I was school age, they began to pastor churches so their ministry could go on. In Indiana, when dad took his missionary trip, Mom assumed the pastorship of the church. For three months, she handled all the church businesses as well as all the preaching so Dad could minister around the world. She was weary, and she missed him. I missed him. She needed comfort. I remember waking up one night at two in the morning as a melody began to flow from mother's fingers through the piano. Her voice was soft and hesitant at first. When she finally had the lyrics, she sang loud and clear. I crawled out of bed and curled up on the living room couch while she sang. I don't need to understand I just need to hold his hand. I don't need to ever ask the reason why. For I know he'll make a way through the night and through the day. I don't need to understand. I just need to hold his hand. By the time dad had returned, the song was popular with several churches in town. Within a year, it was published and doing very well. Within five years, it had spread to most Pentecostal churches, and by 1970, it was an international hit. It had been sung around the world as well as by many well-known groups, and it is still the title song on Jimmy Swaggart's Gold Album. 
Like Deborah the judge, Mom was always concerned about preaching the truth and leading people to a better life through Christ. She saw the world as her friend, and she couldn't wait to talk to them about the master that had called her. She couldn't go in a restaurant without starting a conversation with someone and presenting the gospel. Until her dying day, she used her talents to help others run to Jesus. Now, what would she say to you today? She would tell you exactly what she told me many times. No matter what happens in your life, no matter what you have to face, run to Jesus. Run into his arms. He is calling for you, and he has a plan for your life. Run to him when he calls, and you will never, ever regret it. Dear Jesus, I know some of my listeners are hesitant about accepting your call on their life. Give them the courage they need to see the future plans you have for them. No matter what age they are, may they see your purpose for their lives. May they know that you will go before them. You will equip them and you will give them a life that makes a difference in this world and the world to come. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you're looking for more encouragement and guidance, claim your copy today of Praying for America and the Army of God by Debbie Jansen. It's available on Amazon.com or visit DebbieJansen.com. Get your copy today.